Hi, my name is Joe Hancock, founder of His Vessel Ministries, and your host for Becoming His Vessel podcast. I often say in this thing called life, I may not always get it right, but my heart is to get it right. So my heart's desire is that this would be a resource for me as well as you, that we would be formed by God's Word, filled with Father God, and just poured out for His glory, truly becoming His vessel. August the 26th of 2002 changed my life forever, how I view my city, Montgomery, Alabama, the city in which I live. I'll never forget when I was in my prayer closet, I sensed the Holy Spirit of God was instructing me, get up, put on your tennis shoes, and go down to the riverfront, which is downtown Montgomery. And I did. I simply obeyed. I didn't know what for. It was a day that I learned that where you are, when the Holy Spirit of God speaks to you, can make a difference in you understanding how the Holy Spirit wants to instruct and move through you. But I did. I drove down to the riverfront. I sensed the Holy Spirit was leading me as I had such an encounter with the Spirit of the living God. I sensed on that day, at that moment, standing at the riverfront, that the Holy Spirit was saying to me that in this city, Montgomery, Alabama, God was going to flood this city with righteousness. And the effect of the righteousness would bring peace to the city. It was so profound to me. It was such a word to me. I have never forgotten it. And it caused me to move forward as I move forward today and having a love for this city, understanding that God had an incredible purpose for this city. God spoke to me through the word Deuteronomy 32, verse 2 and verse 4. He said that God was going to allow the doctrine, the truth, to fall like rain over this city. And that we must stand on that truth, stand on the rock, stand on the Word of God, and do not move as God prepares the people and this city for it to be flooded with righteousness. I didn't know how God was going to do that. I, to this day, do not know how God is going to do it. But I know that God wants Montgomery, Alabama, and I believe he would want every city in this nation to be a city of righteousness, a sanctuary city where God can dwell among us. I also understood on that day that God was going to, by the power of the Holy Spirit, And through the people of God, he was going to restore righteousness and that this city would become a sanctuary where people would come from the north, the south, the east, the west. They would come by plane. They would come by car. They would come by boat. They would come by train. They would come by foot any way they could get here because it truly was a refuge, a safe place to run where the presence of God dwelt. Today, I'm issuing an urgent call to the body of Christ. This is the church as a whole. We are at a fork in the road in our nation, and it is time that we must establish some sanctuary places if we want to survive. If we want to maintain 
a place to be safe, if we want to be protected, if we want to be a free people where we can exalt Christ, this is absolutely a must. We've got to look at where we are from a biblical perspective and truly see what is going on. What's going on with the COVID situation? What is truly going on with the vaccine situation? With our election process at the local level, state level, and national level? We've got to see what's happening within the church, how the church is compromising truth. We keep moving the boundaries away from righteousness. Why? Just to get along, try to get along with people. We move the boundaries. God said, don't move the ancient boundary markers. Don't move away from my truth. Stand on the ancient boundary markers. When they come after you, stand on those markers. Don't move. Our constitution is being shredded. It's being nullified piece by piece by piece before our very eyes. And we're sitting and watching it. We're seeing what's going on with abortion. We have got to rise up. And it is time. And this is my call. It is urgent. It is an urgent moment for the body of Christ that we must establish some sanctuaries. Now, what am I saying? What am I talking about? Well, I tell you, the word sanctuary has been hijacked by the enemy. We know in our nation, that's a term that we are familiar with in some cities throughout the United States back in 1985. There was a movement that started establishing sanctuary cities. It's really just counterfeits. It's just like a safe place. It's a safe city. It's a territory that's been cut out that says we are not going to cooperate with the federal government. We're going to establish a safe place for people to run to and we'll protect them. We'll not allow the police to harm them when the federal government who lawfully should come in and arrest these people, capture these people, get these people off our land. We're going to provide a safe place for them to run to. And so they've become sanctuary cities, safe places for refugees where they can escape federal authorities and they can establish like their own laws within themselves. So they have local control. They're protected. They declare their own rights independent of the federal government and they protect themselves from harm from the federal government intrusion, see. And these cities have determined that the federal law is wrong, that it's wrong for them. They need to be protected. And so they create these boundaries to protect the people. And it allows the government to say, back off, back off from us. We're protecting our people. Well, some may argue these sanctuary cities, they're right. Immigrants that have come into our nation, they need protection until they can find a way to legally be here. Well, I'm going to tell you they are wrong because their motive is wrong. This is where the enemy has hijacked what God intended for sanctuary cities, sanctuary places to be for our good, for our protection, for righteousness. The enemy has hijacked that word because their motive is wrong. God never intended that these to be set up for man to use to remove God. And that's exactly what has happened. They've removed God. They've replaced it with politics so that man can rule over man and the territory and completely remove God and remove God's ruleship so that God is not exalted. So you've got to go back and look at the motive. See, the motive 
is wrong. It's not righteousness. It's to protect a right that man has established above God that is right. Now, how can I say all this? Because you got to go back and you got to view what is happening. You know, what is happening with the sanctuary cities, but more specifically, what is happening now? And you've got to view it from the Bible, from the biblical perspective. And listen to me right here, because I want to say something. As I look at the Word of God, from Genesis all the way to Revelation, what I see that this Bible, what I see that this life here on earth is all about is getting God out of heaven down here on earth so that God may dwell among his people. See, ever since the beginning, the Garden of Eden, God was looking for a dwelling place. He wanted to come and dwell among in the midst of his creation. He put Adam and Eve in the garden. He wanted to come and walk with them in the garden and have fellowship with them, to have a relationship with them. But when sin came in, sin invaded the earth because the rebellion of man and the rebellion of woman, then God ever since has been looking for a holy place that he could come and dwell among this creation here on earth. And so we must filter everything that happens here on earth through the word, having a biblical perspective and realizing that what our life is all about is to get our life, to get our home, to get our cities in an environment, in a position where it is a sanctuary. It is a safe place that any moment God could leave heaven and come down here on earth and dwell among his creation. But what is the scheme of the enemy? It's to remove that so that there is no dwelling place. God wants us to realize that we are sinners, come to him, ask for forgiveness, receive the life of Jesus Christ in us, that we then become the temple of the living God and we dwell. We dwell with the living God. He dwells in us. And so I want to validate this. See, God is looking for a sanctuary. And this is what we better do spiritually and physically in this nation. I mean, right now, beginning today, tomorrow, every week going forward, we better focus on building some sanctuary cities, some sanctuary homes. And why? Because God said in Exodus 25, verse 8, this is what he told his people. When God was instructing Moses, I want you to go build me a sanctuary. I want you to go build a place, Moses, you and my people, where I can leave heaven. I can come down there and I can dwell with you. He said in verse 8, let them who God's people make me, who is that God, a sanctuary that I, God, may dwell in their midst. See, it was all about God having a holy place having a place here on earth that was set apart for him that he could dwell in their midst. Sanctuary means a holy place. It means a consecrated place where God is the ruler over all. But here's the problem. We've not kept that. We've not protected that goal, that objective of Father God. Because when it says he wants to dwell it means that God wants to come down in this holy place and he wants to settle down there. 
He wants to reside there. He doesn't just want to bounce in and bounce out. When we decide to sin, he leaves. And then when we get it right, he comes back. No, he wants to settle down in our midst, to live there, to abide there with us. And he says, among you, among there means to be in the midst of, to be in the middle of everything you do. God was saying, in your life, in your home, among my people, in their cities, I believe in this whole nation, God wants to come and settle down among us, to be in the middle of everything that we do. He doesn't want to be left out. He wants to lead it. That middle there means the interior. He wants to be there in that midst. And that's what he told the Israelites. And that's why he told Moses, instruct this tabernacle so I can have a holy place to come dwell in the midst among my people. But listen, he also said in the New Testament, Paul wrote to the Corinthian church, 1 Corinthians 3.16. He said, don't you know people that you are the temple of God and God's spirit dwells in you? It's the same principle, but it's spiritual now that we are the temple of the living God, that God wants our heart, the interior of us to be a sanctuary where God dwells within us. He is in the midst of everything that we do, not just to rule over us that he's got his thumb on us and we're in resistance to that. No, it's so that he rules over us and he is in the midst of us for our good so that his glory fills this temple fills our heart. And then he said it again in 1 Corinthians 6, 19. We've been bought with a price. If you belong to Christ, you were bought with a price. And we are the temple of the living God. We are a sanctuary for him. And so God must become our refuge. I tell you, in the midst of everything, of all the wickedness that is intruding the individual lives right now, the authority over our body, hey, the church itself intruding into the Constitution, our rights as citizens, we need a refuge. We need a refuge to run to. What is a refuge? It's a safe place. It's a safe place to run to. What? To be protected from danger. And this is exactly what the government the enemy is trying to establish through the worldly system our government, which has turned away from God and turned to wickedness and trying to establish the Antichrist spirit over this nation. It wants us to run to the enemy or run to worldly systems to be our refuge or to run to your own flesh to try to protect yourself. And God is saying, no, let me be your refuge. We memorize this all the time. Psalm 91, 1 through 2. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. He is my God. He's my refuge. What is that? We got to run to God. We got to be a sanctuary where God can dwell among us and we run to him that he is our refuge all the time, not just when we get ourselves in a mess, not just when we're head over heels in trouble, but we truly make God real to us on all fronts, in our heart, in our own homes, in our cities, 
and our motives have to be right. A refuge is a shelter for you. It's who you put your trust into. It's the person that you run to. And see, over the course of time, we've been running to the worldly systems, particularly our government, through the political arm mechanisms to be our refuge, who we put our trust in to provide for us, to make us safe, to supply a world out there so we can flourish according to our own selfish ambitions. And God is saying, stop. Stop running to the government. Stop allowing the political spirit to be your refuge. Stop being the man-made systems of this world who are an enemy of God. Stop running to them as your refuge because they have become your enemy. And we need to wake up, church, today. I don't mean wait till tomorrow. Today and realize that we have got to establish a sanctuary for Father God and that our motives must be right. See, the world motives, the sanctuary cities, the motive behind those, as I said, they're all contrary to God. So we have to turn back to God and allow Him to be our refuge. And so surrendering to this political, this governmental spirit to rule over us, it's remove God. And God wants to once again become our refuge to rule over us. Why? So He can protect us. But we just keep continuing to remove God. There is a scripture that I meditate on all the time. And I can remember when it was a rima for me, Psalm 138, verse 2. And I go back to that scripture all the time. And it is amazing to me. It is amazing. And it says that God exalts himself above all things through his name and through the word. See, God is sovereign. And so how he keeps himself, he keeps himself exalted is by his name. How he continues to rule over us, to maintain authority over this world, over you, over my home. How he maintains his reputation of who he is, is he exalts his name. And he exalts his word above all. And this is what we must do is welcome God to come down from heaven, down here on earth, and dwell among us to make a sanctuary where his name is exalted, where his reputation is exalted above all, above all that man could ever think or do. So how do we do this? How do we do this? See, we've got to get busy immediately building some sanctuary cities. But I'm talking about it starts spiritually. But then we move to the physical. I'll talk about that in just a minute. But spiritually, what do we have to do? Every one of us, we got to get on our face and say, God, my heart is a sanctuary for you. You dwell within me through the Holy Spirit. You are welcomed. You are welcome to exalt your name and to exalt your word over my heart. Whatever you are to me, you say I am. I respect that. I receive it. My actions going forward will be in response to your name, to who you are to me. Because God, I want you to dwell within my heart from this day forward. I don't want to do anything to violate your reputation, to come against your name, or in defiance of your word, or in rebellion of who you are. Because I want you, God, to dwell within my heart. 
See, that's got to become a desire that we give God all authority over everything in our life, over our will. Our flesh may will to go and do something contrary to this word, and you know it's contrary because there's no peace in your heart, but yet you say, no, God, you dwell. My heart is a sanctuary for you. I allow you to protect me, to rule over me, because you've got my best interests at heart, and God, I run to you as my refuge. You're going to become a safe shelter. My heart is a safe shelter for the things of God. God, everything about my emotions, God, all of my desires, all of my ambitions, everything I want or have ever wanted or ever dreamed of, God, I'm wholly submitting it for you. My heart to be a sanctuary that's wholly consecrated to you, set apart for you now, God, for you to use. And God, you go construct within me everything that you want my life to be. God, what is it that you want? And again, 1 Corinthians 3.16, because God, I've been bought with a price. My body is no longer mine. My heart is no longer mine. It is yours. That's where you dwell. I want to take you to another scripture that is powerful. Ephesians 2. I'm going to read from here. It says, beginning in 19, so then you, you're no longer strangers or aliens, but you are now fellow citizens with the saints and the members of the household of God. See, once you set your heart apart, and it's a sanctuary for God to dwell, you give your heart to God, you now realize that you have become a new citizen, a new citizen among the family of God. You are members of the household of God. You're members with other citizens who have given their heart to Christ. You're built on the foundation of the apostles, the prophets of Jesus Christ, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone. So you see, now you come and you're just simply another part of building this temple. Your heart is like a stone added to this temple, one more stone added to this temple to be built here on earth. It's spiritual. And who is the cornerstone? It's Jesus. He's the cornerstone that holds it all together. And every person that comes into the family of God is another part, another stone laid on the foundation of this temple that's being built for Christ. And it says, Jesus is the cornerstone and whom the whole structure is being joined together, grows into a holy temple in the Lord. See, a safe temple, a sanctuary consecrated for God, where he dwells in the midst of, in him, you also are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. Do you see how this is? God is making all of us who belong to Him, the family of God, using us to build a temple, what? A holy dwelling place for God here on earth. And so, first sanctuary is your heart. You make your heart a living sanctuary where God dwells with you every moment He rules over. He's the authority over every decision of your life. And it reflects nothing but everything that God is. All the glory. And then we've got to get busy today making our homes a sanctuary, a safe place, a dwelling place for Father God. This is how I see it spiritually. I see God going up and down my street 
going up and down the streets in your neighborhood, knocking on doors, what? Through the power of the Holy Spirit, looking for a sanctuary. He's looking for a sanctuary where he can dwell among you. You see, I picture my home all the time that God is knocking on the door, wants to come in and see if my home has been prepared, a safe place, a sanctuary that he might dwell among my family, knowing that he is welcome there. Why? Because we've made him ruler, sovereign rule over that home. We've prepared everything within that home, a reflection of God where he would be totally comfortable within our home. We want him to be there. We need him to be there. He wants to be there. And so our home has become a sanctuary. Now, listen, I'm not saying my home is perfect. I'm not saying that God requires everything to be perfect and stay perfect before he could come and dwell in your home. And it would be a sanctuary set apart, consecrated for him. No, your heart is set on that, that you want it to be a sanctuary where everything is led and directed by the Holy Spirit. Every day, every moment, you are yielded to the Holy Spirit because your home is a safe place. You know, like physically, our home physically is a safe place. It's a safe place. We can come in, shut the door, and we feel secure. We feel safe. We feel at peace. We feel comfortable because the things that we do creates that type of environment, but because that's what every heart longs, is a safe place every day to dwell. And when you go out to work or you go out to other activities, when you come home, it's a safe place to run to. Again, when you get in there and you shut the door and it's like, oh, it's a safe place. You feel secure. Do you know spiritually, this is what God wants our home to be, a safe place for us to run to spiritually, but it becomes that safe place. It becomes that sanctuary because God is our refuge. He is the shelter that we run to and we put over us to protect. And I'll tell you, if this is something you want more of, you want to understand this greater, you want to know how to make your home that sanctuary where any moment God could knock on your front door and he would be welcomed. He would know that was where it had been set apart for him to come and dwell in your midst. Let me invite you, be a part of a discipleship, God of order, the blueprint to bring in peace to the home, a discipleship that I have written and recorded. and It's available for you and to use when your church among a study group. Be a part of that. Learn this. Learn what God yearns to have in all of our homes, because I believe it's the concept throughout this whole Bible is so that we can dwell with God and dwell with God every moment because we understand the relationship that God is seeking between us and among us in our homes and throughout our entire nation. And then I believe we've got to get urgent. Now listen in closely here. We've got to get serious about building sanctuary cities my city, your city, for God. A safe place. A place where God dwells among us. See, and this first has to be established in the heart. 
my heart, your heart, heart to heart to heart among the people. Why? Because our motive is set on righteousness. It's not set on the world. It's not set on the flesh. It's not set on selfish ambitions. It's set on righteousness because it's all about God. We understand it's about a place where God wants to protect us. It's a safe place for God to dwell with us. And as we establish our hearts as that sanctuary, and then we establish our homes, my home, your home, the next home, from home to home to home, a sanctuary where God is dwelling, where God is ruling over us, where we've turned our homes into a a place where God is welcomed, And God's word is our guide. It's what we seek after. And that's where we establish our foundation for peace. Then we turn to the homes making up the church. And then our churches become a place where God dwells among us. And our church takes back over the authority and the influence over our cities our state, our nation once again, because then our church rules. Why? Because the church, the heart is set on God dwelling among us, God being the authority over us. And so uh, the motive of our cities then is nothing of evil, but the motive of our city then is about establishing righteousness. And we're willing to do that. We're willing to line our heart up with the righteousness from the word of God so that God dwells among us. And we know this is what the prophet Isaiah said, that the effect of righteousness is what? It shall be peace. This is what every city is seeking. So We've got to establish our cities, a safe place where people dwell with God first, spiritually. That is our foundation. Satan and the worldly systems will not be established and rule over us, but God is welcome there. He is the authority. And right now, many cities, that is not what's happening. The enemy through the Antichrist spirit is coming in to establish this rule to remove God and say, God, you are not welcomed here. And I will tell you, this is a goal of mine in my city. I pray all the time that this become a sanctuary city, a sanctuary where God dwells among us. He is in our midst. He rules. We look to God. And I pray all the time that God would flood our streets with righteousness. I say all the time, God, you are welcomed here. And I vision all the time that this is such a sanctuary city, a sanctuary for God. It is so established on the will and the ways and the word of God that people are coming any way they can by airplane, by boat, by cars, by train, coming on feet, walking into the city, trying to get into the city because it is a refuge. It is a safe place where people are protected by God. And so you first have to establish it spiritually and that our motives for the city, our motives for the church, our motives for our home, it's all about God. But then we've got to do it physically too. There's some things we have to do start today establishing physically so that we can have these safe sanctuary cities where God dwells among us and God lives and we worship the living God. He is welcomed. He is worshiped. And no one has to silence us from doing that, to take our freedom away from doing that. And so some physical things that we have to do so that we're not living pursuant to the enemy rule is that we establish like-minded people. We establish 
our mindset on the Word of God. We look to the Word of God to establish the boundaries of our cities. And then we have to make sure that we've got some safe borders around our city, that not just anything, any ideology, any rule comes into this city, but the Word of God, the theology, God is our rule. And then we got to make sure that we maintain safe water, safe food. We've got plenty of food. Our energy supply is enough for us. We have to make sure that the people, we've got a safe army. We can protect ourselves from the onslaught of the enemy. Who would not want this to be a safe sanctuary city where God rules over it and the people live pursuant to the will of God? we got to make sure we've got safe health facilities where people's health is maintained and that the economy, we can support ourselves. These are physical things that are necessary within a safe sanctuary city where we can live as God's people, where God is exalted, where you see the glory of God. And I will tell you, it will be so profound when we set our heart on doing this and we do it and there'll be a price to pay. People will see it and they'll want to come to this city because they see it's safe. They see this is the city where you prosper. But right now, the enemy is trying to steal this issuance of God, where God said, make a sanctuary from me, a place where I can dwell. See, the enemy is trying to change from city to city to city, from home to home to home, a sanctuary where the Antichrist rules everything in violation of the will and the word of God. See, Satan wants to dwell. Satan wants to rule. So what do we have to do? The church must rise up. When I say church, I'm talking about the body of Christ. And we got to get back to saying, I don't want to go back to normal. I want to go back to sufficiency. I want God to be my sufficiency. Truly, my heart and my home is a sanctuary where God can dwell so I can then join forces with other hearts and other homes and make my city a sanctuary where God dwells. And then in the spiritual and the physical, do what is necessary. So as I conclude, I know I'm going over time here, but listen to the news. Listen and look at what's going on around you and evaluate it from this perspective. Is this something that will add to or take from God's sanctuary? Will this provide a safe place for God, a dwelling place for God where we can dwell safely with God? Or is this being instituted in violation of the word of God and it would inhibit God dwelling here. If not, you must run from it and you must rise up against it and you must protect the name of the living God and you must do as God told the Israelites and God tells us today that we are the temple of the living God. We've been bought with a price and we must rise up and make sure that our territory, our area, that God is our refuge and that we are making a sanctuary where God dwells among us. Thank you for listening to the Becoming His Vessel podcast. If you'd like to receive more resources that would help guide you in becoming His Vessel, I invite you to visit our website at www.hisvessel.org. If you'd like to connect with me directly, I would love to hear from you. You can reach me by calling 334-356-4478.
And my prayer is that you would seek to love God with all of your heart, all of your soul, and all of your strength as you seek to become His vessel.